Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shyler from B1029. As we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week of January 8th, 2024. So uh, just this past week, we had the Golden Globes. Uh, Oppenheimer, obviously a huge winner. Uh, Christopher Nolan won for Best Director. It was also a Best Motion Picture Drama. Uh, Best Original Score. Um, I'm looking through the winners here. Uh, uh, Killian Murphy also won for a Best Male Actor. Robert Downey Jr. won for Best uh, Supporting Role for a Male Actor. So I did, I still have not seen it. I want to. Uh, you, I think it's out. I think it's out on streaming by now, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure. I loved I loved Oppenheimer. I'm a history buff. My husband and I both are. We love Christopher Nolan. I love Robert Downey Jr. I love Killian Murphy. I love Emily Blunt. There was nothing about this movie that I wasn't going to like, except for the fact that it's about, you know, the father of the nuclear bomb. Right, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a dark <laughs> subject, but it was quite entertaining. Yeah. And it was um, long, which I like. Yeah, that's why I heard it was long. Um, let's see, uh, Beef, um, Ali Wong won for a uh, female actor in a limited series. Uh, that was awesome. Even, even Yoon won for a supporting uh, or male actor in a series. Uh, Jeremy White. Yeah. So, uh, and also won for best television series. So, I mean, it's. And then also the holdovers, uh, Divine Joy Randolph won for best uh, female or female actor. Um, also won for best uh, musical or comedy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the award shows. I'm not much into award shows. I, I, I like. You know, I don't either um, anymore. <laughs> it's just kind of like I'll just catch to see who won. You know, yeah, especially no one's getting slapped anymore. It's I mean, no, yes. Yeah, so what, what kind of drama is it? I, I, apparently, Joe Coy. Uh, I, I'd seen he he hosted. And oh yeah. I didn't I didn't see a lot of good reviews about from Joe Coy on his jokes, but I, but apparently, uh, I did see a, a video of Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell. They were one of the presenters of one of the awards, and apparently, their little skit was great. Um, yeah, that was. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I think so, Joe yeah. Coy kind of shot himself in the foot with the Taylor Swift mention. Yeah, was, that did, that didn't go over very well. It was low hanging fruit, mm -hmm. and and it just came across as kind of not not only not well executed. It just, I mean, don't get me wrong; like it was a funny line, but yeah. I mean, Taylor's there. Right, like, exactly. Like, of course the camera's going to pan to her, and she doesn't like the fact that she gets all this attention at the football games. So making the comment that she gets all of the attention at the football games while she's, you know what I mean? Like, it was going to fall flat. It was always going to fall flat. Yeah, it is. And look, Ricky Gervais has hosted the Golden Globes in the past. And as we all know, Ricky Gervais does not hold back. No. And I think sometimes if you want to follow that lead and try to replicate it, just don't let that's not that if that's not your stick, don't do it. Look, my wife and I have watched one of Joe Coy's specials on Netflix and enjoyed it. But after seeing some of his jokes, it's like, 
uh, dude, no, don't, don't go, don't go that route. If, if, if that's not your thing, don't try to do it. Just, just don't stay, yeah. stay in your lane. I know him because he dated, he dated Chelsea Handler there for a minute. Right. He did. <laughs> yeah. He, did. he dated Chelsea Handler. Yeah. That's the only reason I know who he is. Well, and Chelsea Handler is also one for not holding back. I mean, she'll let you, she tells you how she feels and how she thinks it is. Yeah, but I think she's funny. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I agree. You can say whatever you want as long as there's like an element of comedy to it. If you're going to be a comedian. Yeah, it's a, I just don't think it was, it didn't land the way he, he intended it to. And of course, with the camera panning to Taylor Swift, who's just staring at him, taking a sip of her wine. Yeah, guess who's not going to be attending a comedy show of Joe Coy? Probably Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Which, why Why do people continually do that? Like, you I see, the most hot ticket item in the world right now. And you, why, why would you not just be groveling? Because you know what that would do for your credibility if you were just like, oh, hey, thanks for coming here, Taylor. I see you look lovely tonight. You know, she's... Thank you for taking a break from your your very busy football schedule this year. You know, something along those lines instead right, of yeah. kind of a, a diss. Right. Something that would have been funny, that could have yeah. utilized her and established maybe a rapport between the two of you would have yes. would have boosted. Anyway. I know. Look, yeah. I mean, you could have <laughs> went that route. You could have said, hey, you know, changing from her her Kansas City red. Uh, is that is that Philadelphia green? Are you supporting? You supporting the other Kelsey tonight? Just oh yeah, I mean yeah, you could have said, uh, um, Taylor. I've just got one question for you. Where is Reputation Taylor's version? You know, what I mean, like you, there's so many like jokes you can make. She had a, the green turn yes. on. You could have said, does is this is this an Easter egg? Are we getting debut first? You know, it could have you could have been like, just have fun with it. yes, yeah, it could have been it could have been cute. It really could have been cute. It, it was a missed have, opportunity yeah. and it was disappointing. Yeah, I think that's really what bothered me the most is that it the joke wasn't really funny and it it was low hanging fruit it didn't re- there were so many other better options to pivot towards and they were just mm-hmm. neglected so he could kind of dog her a little bit and it was like okay yeah <laughs> you tried <laughs> and you failed <laughs> spectacularly <laughs> well some other drama from the golden globes so uh that well this wasn't really drama not been confirmed, but Timothy Chalamet, Kylie Jenner were caught during a commercial break having a little conversation. And we I, look, I love the lip. I love when people try to lip read. And you oh, have me. these quote unquote expert lip readers, and about ninety percent of the time they're wrong. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But well, anyway, appreciate the um, effort. Yeah, exactly. So, um, according to the New York Post, there was. Timothy Chalamet, Kylie Jenner at their table, they're having conversations, look like during a commercial break. And according to a bunch of people on Twitter, they said that they exchanged I love you's during that. Now, that could have very well been. Sometimes it's a little hard, especially when they're not like enunciating, when they're just kind of having a casual conversation. Yeah. Maybe it did. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but there may have been an I love you or two shared between Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. Maybe. I mean, they, they've been they've been going strong since April. So we're on, what is this, month uh, month eight now? 
month month nine for these two <laughs> since we first heard about them in April. So yeah, I mean they look cute. Don't get me wrong. I just don't um, get why like that. Why yeah? Why is that surprising? I know it's like to you I'm know sure they, it's been it's not month nine. I'm sure they've said I love you even before this. It's just I and, guess the first time we're seeing it on camera. <laughs> and if not, this is Kylie Jenner. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you think that there's not a, a moment in that's that's spent amongst camera lenses where there's not some kind of wheels turning? Oh, like, yeah. okay, hey, I haven't been I haven't been talked about in a while. Tell tell me you love me, but make sure make sure you you know our faces are lined up a certain right. way with this camera over here over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Say I love you. You don't have to mean it, but I need to be talked about. You know, it's like yeah. Come on, <laughs> mom set it up. Let's go. Exactly. It's like where was momager? I know that she had something to do with this. Oh sure, she's in the production truck. Hey, uh, camera six, <laughs> go talk to my daughter and her boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah, I could see um, that. Yeah, I could too. Also surrounding Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. So there was some rumors going around that, again, during a commercial break, there was a lead. You see Selena Gomez. She's talking to Taylor Swift and some other friends at a table. And apparently there was rumors going around. Even E! News posted on Instagram about they had a they had a photo and a caption called or like a gra or words on the graphic that said, quote, was Selena Gomez gossiping about Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet at Golden Globes? Here's the truth. So, yeah, there were these rumors floating around that apparently Selena was allegedly talking to Taylor Swift and friends about Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. I think I read at one point something about a photo, and they said no. But Selena Gomez herself comments on the E! News post saying, quote, no. I told Taylor about two of my friends who hooked up, not that that's anyone's business. <laughs> like, wow. now, now, hang on a second. <laughs> it's like, okay. So I you. Guess... <laughs> Go ahead. Do you believe her? I would. I mean, look, Selena Gomez lately within the last, like, it seems like all of 2023 has been trying to put out feud rumors between her and other people. It was between her and Haley Bieber. It was between her and I'm sure there's been what I think also was between Kylie at one point, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. like, was whole, yeah. So and then also TMZ caught up with Timothy and asked, hey, is everything good between you and Selena? And he replied, quote, of course. I. I think she's lying. Oh, you think she's actually talking about Timothy and, and Kylie? Yes, because what what is going to make us more distracted than the fact that she might be beefing with Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet? Two of their friends hooking up. <laughs> like, I, I would have just, oh, I, I heard a little bit of gossip I just had to share with Taylor. Like, that's all it was. But she was very specific about the gossip. You mean, I, I mean... I'm I, I don't know, maybe like just in that moment when they caught her on camera talking to Taylor and her friends at the table. Again, and apparently there were lip readers involved because well, people, I guess, are trying to read her lips while she was talking to Taylor during the commercial break. Well, and this kind of, I mean, if there was a little bit of like a jealousy or territorial moment between 
Kylie and Selena, him saying, you know, them exchanging I love yous kind of tracks, <laughs> you know? If there was like a moment where she was like, I don't like that you were going to take a picture with Selena Gomez or, you know, don't take a picture with her. And he told her no. And then they're sitting at the table and he's like, I didn't, I didn't take the picture. I love you. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Maybe. Wonder that might be a little, I might, I might be, uh, I might be like full blown into conspiracy theory mode, but that well, I don't know. And Selena maybe, has just, maybe Selena will comment on our, on our, on our, uh, podcast here and let us know what exactly all took place and maybe she'll even tell us who the two friends are seriously she has been like i'm taking a break from social media oh but except i'm gonna type this um i'm taking a break from social media oh but i have a boyfriend now i'm taking a break from social media actually no that's not what i was talking about with taylor it was something different are you taking a break from social media or not sis <laughs> this is i'm getting whiplash you, you do have a point you, you are you are correct because yes i feel like at least Three or break four times time. a year, Selena Gomez is taking a break from social media. And then all of a sudden, like a month, three weeks later, she's commenting or defending or putting out. It's like, you're right. Are you going to not? Are you just are you just not posting on social media, but still scrolling through social media? Are you, exactly. like the, are you watching social media, just not posting? Or are you just fully giving up social media, not looking at it, not posting? Where are we at? Where are we at in the not on social media train here. Yeah. If you're going to break your silence on social media, let it be the weekly trash recap podcast. <laughs> yes. You know what? Well, it, Selena, you call us and we'll talk to your people. We'll have it out right now. And I'm great with Easter eggs. So you don't even actually have to come right out <laughs> and say who the people were that we're hooking up. You just have to give me a couple hints and I'll get there. I'll get there quick. That's right. And then I will sit back and watch the fireworks. Um, speaking of Selena Gomez, Benny Blanco, as we know, we talked about this in previous episodes. She and Benny Blanco are uh, are an item, and apparently things are going very well. A, a source tells Page Six that even quote their friends, family, and loved ones on both sides are all supportive and happy to see what they think could be an amazing and long lasting relationship between the two of them. Good. Now she, she may get on social media and like it. I don't know. Um, Probably, honestly, let's <laughs> retweet or share or whatever. Share, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, the source goes on to say that, quote, Benny finds Selena to be brilliant beyond belief. And it's also mutual with Selena Gomez um, saying that, quote, that he's very respectful and meshes well with everyone in her inner circle, which I'm assuming that includes Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. so, I would I would I would say that's safe to assume. I kind of feel like if you're friends with Taylor Swift at this point, like she's in your inner circle, she's almost kind of like the 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 person that gets to judge who is in and who is out. So it's like if if you're you know, Selena has dating Benny Blanco, Taylor I'm dating Benny Blanco, okay. Bring him around. And it's all it's almost like an interview process. And you just kind of watch and then Taylor either gives you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And it's like, oh, sorry, got to got to end it You're not well, and I, with the inner circle. I could be completely yeah. wrong on that. I don't want Taylor Swift to feel like she's some kind of mob boss. Sort <laughs> of friends. But, I, but you know, she, she's just, yeah, I, look, we, we, we all know how Taylor Swift feels about Justin Bieber. We have seen vi videos of her 
we have seen I'm, I'm sure there's, there's some easter egg somewhere that you can probably tell us Shyla, that his taylor's kind of mentioned slightly that not a fan of justin also not a fan of scooter braun as we as we know and scooter and justin are bffs mm, yeah well so. and the, the thing is about taylor is i it's not that i think that she's probably like the mob boss mom friend that dictates who's in and who's out i think it's more of the fact that everyone kind of leans on her because she's she's seen some stuff you know what i mean like she's a good judge of character i think now because she has to be because she's been burned and publicly burned yeah over and over again that people look to her to kind of be like are you comfortable with this person because then i know that i can be comfortable with this person because if you trust them then i'm safe because you know you know because you've been you've been on the other side of that so yeah, I think that maybe she is probably a little bit like that in in her her friendship role. I mean, usually when you see them out, when you see the group of the girls out, Taylor's always in the center. Yep. And and Selena is always on her right hand. So it's like it's yep. it's there's a there's a a dynamic. There's a dynamic in every friend group. You know, there's always like a leader, and I think mm -hmm. that Taylor's probably the closest one to to being the oh, leader. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Speaking of Taylor, of course, it always seems like we're. I think it's some. I think we're going to have a a uh, a contest at some point where we're just going to have a pool. You pick a date, mm -hmm. sometime this year, and the person that either picks the correct date or closest to will win a prize. Because now everyone's trying to plan and pinpoint when Travis Kelsey is going to pop the question to Taylor Swift. There was rumors that was going to be New Year's Eve, New Year's Day didn't happen. And so now a source tells page six that they have a quote plan. Okay. And that the plan is quote, they will get engaged on their one year anniversary this July. Oh, which look, you know what? Hang I think now. that makes a lot of sense. Really? I, I, I do. I look, they, the reason why it didn't happen over New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, over the holidays, according to the source, was, quote, they don't want it to seem like it's rushed insanity, which we had talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago, as I thought it seems, seems kind of kind of rushed. But again, this is this is Hollywood. This is the entertainment world. And, you know, people get married the next day after meeting and then they get divorced, you know. A year later. Um. But I, I feel like with with Taylor and this, you know, there was a lot more going on behind the scenes that we knew about. And that all came out in Taylor's interview with Time Magazine that they had actually started dating in July. They had time to kind of get to know each other, their families. And then, then she was ready to make it public during that Kansas City football game that October. So the world would know. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I think that makes sense. You know what? One year anniversary, make it a year. All right. Get down on one knee and tell me you love me. Yeah. I I think I I I would I would say that July, one year anniversary time, I could see it. Well, hang on a second. Okay, so the Eras tour ends. Does it end? Um, come back. Where'd it go? All right. So the last date on the calendar 
on her website is December 8th, 2024 in Vancouver. Okay. So get engaged in July, have the wedding after the tour's over and the NFL season's over. Oh man. They get... <sighs> I, man, I, I hate how right you sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, mean, I, I got to give credit to the source that talked to page six, but I mean, it makes sense. It, it does, but I, I don't, I didn't see this happening until after the tour was entirely over. Right. I figured yeah. she would finish the tour because in the next, so from now until December 8th of next year, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the final two albums. We're going to get debut and we're going to get reputation Taylor's versions. Yep. She's going to, she's going to get through the tour, get through these last two albums so that she has time to focus on potential marriage and maybe family. I don't know. I'm so selfish because I wanted another album. (laughs) But but you know what? Another, but I mean, look, she, the most profitable tour ever, not to mention she's already teased. um, uh, Didn't she already tease reputation or wasn't there? Didn't she tease some, one of them? Is that it? Reputation? So the, the Easter eggs point to, reputation potentially being next okay but who knows <laughs> okay but i mean look you you, you get engaged in july you wrap up the tour travis wraps up his nfl season potentially january february depending on how far they they go in the season if they make the playoffs if they go to the super bowl so you're looking at spring wedding probably on the 13th of some month I don't know. I don't know if she would do. I, I think I see Taylor Swift as more of an autumn bride. Okay. In my opinion. But, but I mean, it, it would make the most sense because she gets the albums done. She gets her tour over with. She has time to focus just on her and Travis. She takes a break for a while. And then one day out of the blue, hey, guys, guess what? Working on new music. What? Yeah, it's true. And the title of the album will be 2025, the year she got married. Oh, that's, ooh. Making that prediction right now. Stamp it. I like, you might be onto something there. Joe predicts next album title 2025 for Taylor Swift. That's a good prediction. (laughs) Uh, We'll go viral before you know it. All right, moving on now to uh, Lil Nas X. He's a student again. It kind of, I guess, caught some people by surprise. Did it, it caught me by surprise? Not because he's being a student again, but I guess what he's going to to college for. He's going to Liberty University. He shared a a uh, screenshot of his acceptance letter from Liberty University. This was on uh, January 9th. and it says, you know, congratulations, you have been officially accepted Liberty University for fall twenty twenty four. And he is going to uh, his studies are Christian leadership and biblical studies, which I thought, yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. And he captioned it with, quote, I know some of y'all hate me right now, but I want to let you know, and I'm literally about to go to college for biblical studies in the fall. Not everything is a troll. Anyways, I'm a student again. Let's go. 
but yeah, I was like, okay, well, now Zach's with Christian leadership and biblical studies. All right. Yeah, this is got- I'm just, I was just kind of like, I just did not expect him to go to college for that. But hey, you know what? You do you, man. Good for you. This He's got to be trolling. <laughs> he, said, he says that everything is a troll. Everything. When it comes to him, he is absolutely trolling us. Well, look, we'll wait to the fall and just see if we actually see him in the classroom. You know, a little selfie in the, or maybe he's going to do it online. I don't know what he's going to do. We'll see. Yeah, I and mean, I love humor, so I really. <laughs> but hey, maybe this is the biggest joke of all. Who knows? He's like, ha, gotcha. Oh, so I just Googled because I didn't know how. I was like, he's, I thought, I, it, it always freaks me out to think about how young he is. He's only 24 years old. I just had to oh, Google. Yeah, to see he's how- young. Yeah. I mean, gosh, um, Old Town Road came out when he was, I mean, that's been, what, four years ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, I, like that. No, I, I, yeah, 2018 is when it came out. But when I Googled, when I typed in Lil Nas X, it auto populated um, Lil, is Lil Nas X married to Doja Cat? <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be the most crazy couple ever. That just might be crazy enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> Next troll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll give you guys some ideas. Keep yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so this has always been a subject, especially if you have younger kids. Social media. When is it appropriate for them to be on? And Kelly Clarkson told People Magazine that when it comes to social media, it's no for her children. Now, her children are nine and seven. She says, okay. quote, Good. go ahead. Good. Your kids are under 10. You, yeah. They shouldn't be on social media. What are you talking exactly. about? She says, quote, they can, that can be really hard on kids in general, especially kids with parents in the public eye. So I've informed them that they're not allowed to, under my roof, ever have it. Now, she did go on to say that as they get older, they can obviously discuss it. Um, but a good point by her daughter, River Rose, I guess, ask Kelly, quote, well, what if dad lets me? I mean, Ooh. as we know, Kelly and, and Brandon Blackstock are divorced. She said, quote, well, you're there for four days a month. Enjoy that. And right now, he's not letting him do it either. <laughs> so apparently mom and dad are on the same page when it comes to social media and the two young kids. But that was so snarky of Kelly. Well, you're there four days a month, so <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, and your dad's not letting you do it either. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it shows that maybe her daughter has a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> well, she is nine, and getting to that age, yeah, it starts popping up a little bit. I, well, it, it's I, ugly head. I cannot tell you the fear that ran through me when I got a Facebook message from my niece. Oh, I bet. Because she at the time was probably around that age, nine, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused as to why I was, I was like, what, what do you mean? I'm, I was thinking maybe somebody had done this for her or, you know, maybe like a scam situation going on. But no, I was texting her. I immediately called my sister-in-law. I was like, hey, why, why, why is she messaging me on Facebook? She's like, she only has kids messenger. Yeah, it's, my daughter has that too. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have a cell phone with like, 
phone capabilities. Like she's it can it's like her tablet is connected to Wi-Fi or whatever. And she can can mm-hmm. she can text via that, but she can't. Like she doesn't have a phone number or anything like that because she's just too young. You're too young. So I was oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, they don't need to be scrolling <laughs> Facebook. Doom. It's just like no, 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 no. We don't don't need to be doing that. Don't need to worry about that right now. A, you're too young to understand it, and B, you don't want to know. Don't exactly behind the curtain yet. Yeah, it's like, be a kid. Oh, exactly. Be a kid. Exactly. I mean, it was so much fun at Christmas because you know she she didn't have that much like screen time because it was Christmas. She was like exploring all of her new gifts and, you know, we were having a good time. We made friendship bracelets like kid, like kids should do instead of right. like scrolling yeah, off TikTok. It's like, that's oh, amazing. Know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think our parents saw we were having too much screen time with video games. And now it's, you see it where they can physically take it anywhere they go. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, thought our screen time was bad. There was like meetings in in Congress about getting rid of video games and all this because it was causing it was potentially causing mass shootings and this and that and it's like have you have you seen it now? Yeah, yeah, Mario and Sonic are really making me feel. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, no thank. Like my wife and I play games still, and and looking back at video games growing up, it's like wow, this is. If you if you would have shown me this as a kid, I'd be like, "Holy crap! What, is it's this magic. real?" <laughs> I would have been like, I mean, "The graphics magic. are just so incredibly, I mean, what's your favorite now game? compared to where they used to be?" Well, well, yeah, what do you guys play? What's your favorite video game? We, we do Modern Warfare, Call of Duty. Oh, you know, nice. we, we do the multiplayer thing online. I am not coordinated enough for first person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Our little, play little Animal little Crossing. <laughs> no, we, we listen to people get mad over the when people are yelling at you or you know get mad at the game and. Oh, that's the best. Oh yeah, it, for what it gives us some slight joy when, you know, we we take somebody out and they come over and call us something and we just start laughing. You know, <laughs> like I didn't realize we were playing for trophies and cash here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it is. You know, just we we're just playing a. just for fun, but no. <laughs> Always got to be those people that take it way too seriously. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jonathan Majors. We talked about this in our last week's episode um, that he was going to be on ABC News, uh, also on Good Morning America's first interview since being found uh, guilty of assault and harassment against his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Um, we had talked about that. It might have been too soon, but this might be a way for him to maybe – change face a little bit, apologize, try to get his career back. No. It was not that. So he sat down with ABC News Live's uh, Lindsey Davis and obviously talked about life since the conviction, what it was, what what was happening, his thought process, feelings, all that. So he said he was, quote, shocked and afraid after hearing the conviction. Quote, I'm standing there and the verdict comes down. I say, how is that possible based off the evidence, based off the prosecution's evidence, let alone our evidence? How is that possible? (laughs) Well, he also declined to testify in his defense during the trial, which I, (sighs) I, I, I don't know. Anyway, it wasn't part of his defense team, so I can't speak for them or or Jonathan Majors. 
So I guess a part of his, quote, healing was he wants to tell his side of his story. And he calls picking up Jabari, quote, one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Quote, I pick her up. I put her back in the car. I'm trying to get rid of her. I'm trying to get her away from her, as the video shows. You know, this is, of course, when uh, he she found the text message. They were in the car. She was trying to get out. He kept her in. He said, quote, second biggest mistake of my life. I try to keep her in the car. Now, he also denies any allegations of twisting Jabari's arm or causing injuries. He was asked how she got those injuries, and he said, quote, I wish to God I knew that would give clarity. That would give me some type of peace about it. He doesn't know how she got those injuries. And it became a little bit more of a sob story because he says that he has not seen his daughter since the, the end of the trial. Quote, everything has kind of gone away. And it's just me now, you know, and my love, my lovely partner, Megan Good, the actress he's dating, and my dogs. And I was worried that this is what this was going to be. Oh, I was too. You, you, there was so a part did, of you that just kind of hoped maybe he's like, you know what? I made a mistake. I was wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm working through some things, but no, he is totally convinced that he is 100% in the clear. It was. Look, we we have read, we have talked about this trial on previous episodes, some the testimonies that Jabari gave, the testimonies that the police officers gave that responded to that call in Manhattan back in it was a March. And I mean, it just there were text messages and there's video footage and it's just like you see it and you're just it doesn't look good and then he declined to testify i mean look if you wanted to tell your side of the story why did you not testify or did you, basically your defense team was like uh we got nothing just yeah exactly testify. Just he was advised shut. not to yeah it's just i uh... I don't know. Even if, even if he's right and this whole court case was a sham and hell bent on making him look like the villain, even if that were the case, you still don't do this. No. You still don't do this. You still take it on the chin and say, I apologize profusely from the bottom of my heart. I want to make amends. I want to make this right. I want to atone for the hurt and pain that I have caused. I'm going to start doing community service in these ways. I'm going to make donations to these organizations. And I hope that, you know, my, my fans, my colleagues, my producers, my eight, whomever forgives me. Yeah. And I, and I will, and I will, uh, you know, I, I will patiently wait for, you know, to, to make things right. Or, you know, to, to, you just, you don't double down, <laughs> especially no. when a guilty verdict. Right. Like, now, I don't understand. Both of, yeah. Both of them were misdemeanors, but still you were found guilty of, you know, um, I have to find the exact wording of what he was found guilty of exactly. But I mean, still you were found guilty of assault and embarrassing. harassment. Like, and, embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, you, exactly. Like, imagine. You, well, didn't this happen with Amber Heard? Yes. Like, Amber Heard made a post immediately yeah. after her 
her her case with with Johnny Depp, and it was like, girl, shut up. Yes. Like, we just saw everything. Everything just unfolded in front of our eyes, and right. you you still are double like. Do you think we're stupid? It's a, it's an insult, honestly. Like, do you think we're stupid? That we're just gonna be like, oh well, he, you know, he said in the he said in in the interview that he's innocent, so I'm just gonna believe it. No, that's not how that works. Right. Sorry, it's just so stupid. So, uh, Majors was found guilty on one count of third degree assault and one count of second degree harassment. He, there was four charges. He was found guilty on two and acquitted of the other two of assault and aggravated harassment. But still, you're found guilty. You decline to testify or advise not to testify, whichever it may be. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you're right. You take it on the chin. You say you're sorry. You made a mistake. You go through the process of healing, of trying to be better, whatever it is you need to do, and you move on. And he believes he's going to work in Hollywood again. When asked, he says, yeah, I do. I pray I do. I mean, I think it's going to be a while because no one wants this PR nightmare on their hands. Yes. No studio does. Marvel dropped him immediately after the conviction came down. And I don't see you working in Hollywood for a while because no one's going to want to have to answer for why did you hire a convicted person who, you know, assaulted their ex-girlfriend? And that's what I mean. It's like, I don't care how misdemeanor or, you know, low grade these charges are. He put his hands on a woman. Right. Like at the end of the day, you put your hands on a woman. You and cause, yeah, you, you cause harm. Where, yeah, you forced her into someplace she didn't want to be. She was trying to get away from you and you hurt her. Yeah. It's like, we don't. Uh, we don't we don't need any more than that to know that that's wrong and you shouldn't do that like it's not i don't need a whole court case to tell me that that's messed up you don't do that dude yeah just yeah he's such, such an idiot and it's it's so frustrating because it's missed opportunity i yeah, mean you, you had, had a chance to save face and you didn't yes and you just made yourself look like more of a jerk right because i mean because if you had come back and said i maintain my innocence I apologize for the actions of that evening and I'm going to atone in these ways, you know, whatever. But I, you know, I, it was never intended to be the, in, in, you know, the way it all unfolded or whatever, you know, there's maybe there's ways where you can kind of say I, I goofed and I'm going to make up for it, but I don't have a mean bone in my body and I didn't mean to do that. And I, I am sorry that it unfolded the way it did. But now, now I believe, I, I believe her twice as hard. <laughs> you know, now right. I'm like, not only are you a jerk, you're a gaslighting jerk. You're a manipulative jerk and abuser and all this other stuff. Because it's like, now you're trying to gaslight me with this interview? Uh-uh, honey. Not, work not working. <laughs> all right, finishing up with our Was story, Ellen Richson, who plays Reacher on the uh, Amazon Prime series, um, he uh, was talking with Canadian entertainment news show eTalk, and Recall the time where he went, quote, instant reacher mode. Now, if you have not seen a picture of Alan Richson, you should. This is a guy that you would not want to make angry. Oh. 
I mean, I'm, if you, I, my wife and I have watched season one. We haven't watched season two yet, but dude is jacked. I mean, I trust me. I, he could probably bench press a truck if he wanted to. Um, okay, I don't anyway. recognize the name, so I just Googled him myself. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, and it's like, hey, would you mind moving that? Sure, let me use one hand. Um, <laughs> anyway. He recalled the time he and his wife were in Montreal. Uh, they're on their way to dinner, and they saw someone breaking into someone's car. So Richardson says he went into, quote, instant reacher mode and chased the thief four blocks, caught the person, and, quote, tossed him into a building, and the cops came. Now, tossed. A grump man. I, I would literally say Alan Richardson probably literally tossed the person into a building just because. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I I don't know if he was using tossed in a literal form, but again, you see Alan Richardson, you'd be like, I bet he probably tossed the guy into a building, probably through a window, slammed him up again, you know, very action movie type. Um, but the actor did admit though that his wife, quote, was very mad at me <laughs> for the rules. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, you're probably in a point like, oh, my God, my husband just did that. Oh, my God, he could have been killed. <laughs> totally. You're not really Jack Reacher. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, totally unrelated. You play him on a show. <laughs> That's fine. You do all your own stunts, but this is real life. This isn't some controlled movie set. Oh, my God. Does he do all of his own stunts? I, I don't know. I would think he does. Probably. He's. Yeah. Jesus Jones. He is a large. A large individual. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like I said, if you don't know who Alan Richardson is, go Google him. And you're like, oh, yeah, he, he probably literally tossed the guy into a building. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, I that was uh, that was like, oh, yeah, I, I believe it. And um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure his wife was just like, bravo for doing the right thing. But you didn't have to chase the guy four blocks, catch him, throw him into a building and wait for cops. 911 would have sufficed or whatever the the emergency line call is in in Canada. I don't know if it is 911. Oh, I don't know either. I guess I should find out. Yeah, but anyway. So there you go. That's uh <laughs> that's the what story is Alan Jack Reacher literally becoming Jack Reacher. That's crazy. What else is he? He's so he. You said he was in Blue Mountain State. He was in Blue Mountain State. He was also in the HBO series Titans. Uh, he played uh, the the superhero Hawk. Um, they're also kind of lobbying him to be the next Batman. He'd be a very jacked Batman. I mean, we thought Ben Affleck was jacked as Batman. I don't know. He, Alan Richardson might might have his might just maybe well be more jacked than Ben Affleck was. But yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the next Hulk. I don't know. Or, it, d forgive me, I'm not trying to be, like, mean, because I, I don't mean it <laughs> in any kind of type of way. He, he's kind of got, like, a little villain look to him. He's yeah. almost a little bit of a bad boy look to him. Well, yeah, he could be another villain, like, um, for the comic book nerds out there, Bane, the super muscular dude. Oh, Bane would you be know, good. Yeah, you know, Love give Tom Hardy a run for his money. Yes. So, who knows, but yeah. There you go. Okay, I'm going to try to watch Reacher over the weekend. Yeah. I don't like have, so we have season two's come out. We haven't watched season two yet, but season one was enjoyable. I have to get, yeah, I'll have to get started on it and then 
do check-ins with you. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I believe it. I, I would not want him to toss me through anything. Well, I might. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. As a recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to previous episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe, too, as we drop new episodes every Tuesday. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.